What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mitch Gray Show, Season 2, Episode 1. And I am super excited to get this season rolling and off the ground. It's been a while. Um, We're trying to bring some new stuff to you and using the miracle of technology, trying to give you more opportunities and options to check out our stuff, including the Mitch Gray Show. So, um, yeah, so we're ready for season two. How is your life, my friend? How is your life? What's new? What's been happening? I would love to hear your story. I always say that whether I'm doing a a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or or whatever. I love hearing people's stories. So yeah, you should find a way to connect with us. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can check us out at M Gray Media, M G R A Y Media. So make sure you follow us there and share with us your story, your experience, what's going on in your life. Maybe give us some ideas of what we could do to uh, better inspire you and bring some awesomeness to the world. So yeah, make sure you go check out the new book, uh, The Gathering Place. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, Let's see, where else? Barnes & Noble, uh, lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U. That's uh, the the company that I use to publish it. Or you can check out our website, mitchgray.me. It's actually, the old website is live, and you can buy the book there, an autographed copy. The new website is coming Hopefully in the next week or two, we'll have it up. We're rebuilding and revamping and giving you some uh, some other cool opportunities to check out what we're doing. So I'm really excited that you're listening. Thank you so much for subscribing to our podcast or for just uh, maybe maybe you were, were referred to us or whatever. However you found us, thank you so much for taking some time to check out what I have to say. And if you have not subscribed to the podcast, do that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just look up the Mitch Gray Show. So... Okay, today's topic for season one, wait, before I go there, I really need you to go follow me on social media because we're doing something really, really cool this season. And that's something cool is I'm actually allowing you to choose the topic of each week. So everything that we do um, content-wise, whether it's the podcast or on our new website, we're going to have a blog or social media post, or whatever it is, the theme will remain the same. So what we're doing is we're picking a theme. I'm letting you choose on Instagram. So if you go follow me on Instagram, mgraymedia, and you check out the stories every Wednesday afternoon, I'll throw a couple of topics up, and you get to choose um, what topic we're going to develop content from. So so we're going to take that topic and just develop all kinds of content that will hopefully, hopefully... Uh, inspire you and ignite creativity and thought and idealism. So yeah, it's very, very important that you go follow us. That way you can stay engaged and help me out. I've got a list of about 300 topics and I need help kind of focusing those and, and diluting those into a way that will hopefully give you some tools for life. So episode one, season two, the topic at hand this week is something that I've had in my back pocket for like a year and a half, literally. Um, I've been sitting on this top topic. I've messed with it a little bit, but I've not done really anything with it. And today is the day. So season one, episode one, or season two, episode one, the topic at hand is part-time Buddha. Part 
Time Buddha. I've shared this this uh, idea and this theme with a few people, and they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, exactly. Like, you want a topic that when people see the topic, it's kind of like the cover of a book. Like, the reason people put so much money and effort into the sleeve or the cover of a book is because they know that people do judge a book by its cover, right? Like, we like to say, don't judge a book by its cover. And when we're dealing with humans, we want to be that way. But when we're dealing with marketing, there is truth to judging a book by its cover. And unfortunately, that's how the human mind often works. So that's why when you write a book, these marketing agencies put so much money into the cover. Because they know by the cover of the book, it's going to entice you to either take action and open the pages of the book or to put the book back on a shelf, on the shelf. And so that's what you want to do with a topic or a theme. And sometimes I test out my topic ideas and I'm like, okay, is this catchy? Is it not catchy? Is it going to grab someone's attention? And part-time Buddha has definitely grabbed attention. I have to say, though, the phrase is not new uh, for me. I did not create the phrase part-time Buddha. You've heard me say, if you have followed me for any amount of time, whether you've listened to the podcast or follow me on social media or have heard me speak in person, you have heard me often mention uh, the man Thich Nhat Hanh. And Thich Nhat Hanh is a Buddhist monk who um, made real headway in the leadership of peace during the Vietnam War. And that was kind of when Thich Nhat Hanh became, uh, his popularity started to rise and grow. Um, he is, he is uh, pretty much from the Vietnam area, and he grew up in Vietnam, and he has a, uh, a monastery that I think is still in that area called uh, Plum Village. Actually, I think they have a few different locations for Plum Village. But Thich Nhat Hanh has a ton of teachings, and he has pretty much spent his whole life teaching on peace and mindfulness and centeredness and unity and humanity and spirituality and the divine. And so anything you can read by Thich Nhat Hanh, please do yourself a favor and get any book of his. Um, I would suggest buying the actual book because if you're like me, when you read a book, you mark it up and you, you, know, you dog ear it and you really want to go back and refer to it. And his material is definitely what we would call resource or referral material. You will go back later in life and, and, and kind of reflect on what you learned and read. So a few years ago, I was reading one of Thich Nhat Hanh's books. And I have to be honest, I can't remember which one it was. But at one point, he was, this, he was talking about this idea of always being on. Like, like we always try to be on our best, happiest, hardworking, whatever being on means for you. For some people, being on means from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed, they're working their tail off trying to achieve. For some people, being on means they always have to be performing. They always have to be, quote, at their best. For some people, being on means they always have to be happy with a smile on their face. And so Thich Nhat Hanh was discussing this idea when I, you know, when, when I was a kid, side note, when I was a kid, being on, we used to use the phrase, your Sunday best, right? Like you had these clothes that you wore to church and you had this attitude that you took to church on Sunday morning. And so you wanted to be your Sunday best all the time. That was being on. 
So Thich Nhat Hanh in this book was discussing the idea of how much energy it took for someone to always be on. In other words, what he was really saying is it is virtually impossible for someone to perform at a maximum level all of the time. And we know this in reality, right? It's when three o'clock hits and you're like, oh my gosh, I need a nap. Or it's when, you know, six o'clock in the morning for some people hits and they're like, I have to go to the gym. That's their respite. It's their start of the day. It's what ignites them. It's after we've been spending the last two and a half hours typing documents or doing accounting or in meetings all day. It's the moment that you feel, I just need a break, right? That's what the human spirit needs. It seems, though, in modern uh, uh, cultured, uh, not cultured, um, kind of modern idealistic societies, you know, the societies we see uh, in America or Canada or other modern countries, some European countries, where it seems like we've become so modern and technology has, has, has evolved so quickly. We always have a small-sized computer in our pocket. Uh, many of us wear an even smaller-sized computer on our wrists, or we always have Uh, headphones in our ears listening to things. We get in the car and the radio's on. We get to the office and our computer is turned on. It just seems like that modern technology for many of us has brought with it this idea that we always have to be on. We always have to be checking emails. We always have to be checking text messages. We always have to be going somewhere. And Thich Nhat Hanh in this book was sharing the concept that it's impossible, number one, to do that and function in a healthy manner every day. You cannot do it. We need a vacation. We need a nap. We need to go to the gym. We need to sit and enjoy a meal. We need to sit with friends and have a belly laugh. Like, you know, the laughs that just make you cry and fall out of your chair, those Those are the moments that take time. And we cannot achieve those moments in the hustle and the bustle and the always being on. Not only do we need need those moments, but the ones that we love the most, our family members, our closest friends, the ones that are in the core of our inner circle, they need those moments from us as well. And so Thich Nhat Hanh is sharing this idea that you can't always be on. And here's the statement. This is where the theme came from for the episode today. Thich Nhat Hanh says, There are moments and days that you wake up, and what you think should be your best on, in that moment, on that day, it is impossible for you to perform at that level. And some people then say, well, there's no way I could be a full-time Buddha. Uh, In the Christian world, someone would say, there's no way that I can live like Jesus every day. Maybe if you come from the Catholic background or you live in that culture, you might say, there's no way that I can live the way the priest has called me to live every day. And the interesting thing is, 
We always and normally say that in a condemning way. It's like, oh my gosh, if I can't live up to expectation every day, then I have failed. And in Thich Nhat Hanh's words, he says, it's okay to some days just be a part-time Buddha. It's okay to some days not live up to the expectation of yesterday. It's okay for some days to not live up to the expectation that you have of yourself. In fact, I would suggest that you eradicate all expectation. Expectation is a crazy thing, right? Expectation sets these ideas in our mind, which then become motion, which then become energy, and we all of a sudden have this subconscious deciding that tells us if we do anything less than the expectation we have set, then we have failed. We've lost. We're less than what we should have been. That, my brothers and sisters, is the voice of condemnation. And that, my brothers and sisters, is one of the most damaging and hellish thoughts that you can have of yourself. Because what happens is we go day after day not meeting self-expectation. And so then as we go day after day not meeting self-expectation, We feed the idea that we're not what we're meant to be. In other words, we're saying that we want to be a full-time Buddha, but we're only part-time, and part-time, according to that expectation, is never good enough. The interesting thing about expectation of self is when we set these expectations, over time we start projecting those expectations onto others. And so now not only do we have expectation of self, but now we've given expectations to others. And guess what, my friends? No one will ever live up to those expectations. Have you ever gone into a job or a relationship or a situation with these high expectations? Yeah, the interesting thing is these moments and these people rarely meet the expectations that we set. So I would propose to you to eradicate all expectation. Don't worry about expectation. Now, people get confused and they they, they marry, they bring together, they simultaneously use expectations and goals. Brothers and sisters, those are two very different things. And in another episode, we'll go through the comparison of expectation and of goals. Two very different things. Today, we're talking about expectations. We're talking about the things that we project inwardly and outwardly that are impossible to achieve. Why? Because it puts pressure on us. But most importantly, when we're striving to live up to an expectation, we never fully live in this moment. So here's what our friend Thich Nhat Hanh was saying. He was saying that some days you'll do really, really well, right? Like some days you'll open the door for every stranger and some days you'll buy a meal for someone and some days you'll perform at work beyond reasonable achievement and some days you'll do really well. Some days you'll never miss a basket. Some days you'll never miss a meeting. Some days you'll hit all of your sales goals. 
Some days you will do everything exactly right. You'll go out on a romantic dinner after an unbelievable day of work, and you'll have dinner with your spouse or your partner or your friends, and then you'll go home and you'll have a great day with your kids, or you'll get a really good night's rest. Some days will be full-time Buddha perfect days, and that is amazing. But you know what most days are? (laughs) Most days are the ones that you wake up a few minutes late. Or you're ironing your favorite shirt and you burn a hole in it. Or those jeans that you wanted to wear weren't clean. Or you're late getting the kids to school and your daughter's going, Dad, I really need to be at the school at this time. Or your, your favorite teacher in class is sick, and so you get this substitute that doesn't know what they're doing. Or maybe you go to cook your favorite meal at night, and the, the, the meatballs for the spaghetti are burned, and you have to order pizza again. Those are most of life's days. Most of life is filled with the moments that we're only a part-time Buddha. In other words, we never get it exactly right. And you know what's amazing? That is enough. Part-time, all the time, is always enough. Because what happens is when we settle in being okay with part-time, and we do that every moment, every day, every breath, repetitiously, and those efforts become conscious habits, what happens in a matter of years and years and years is we look back, and our current part-time is much better than our past part-time. But you see this idea that we always have to be on and we always have to be full time and things always have to be right. That robs us from the joy of now because we're always looking forward. This moment is enough. Whatever you can give yourself, whatever you can give others in this moment is exactly enough. And when we can learn to rest in this moment being okay, it prepares us for the next moment. And in two years, when we deal with the exact same situation of burnt toast and holes in shirts from the iron and kids being late to school and not getting that job promotion and being late to work and not having our favorite meal and not having the best date night, when all of those things happen in two years, we can look and say, yes, thank you. Because we've learned that being part-time Every day brings a conscious effort to eradicating expectation and to being fully present in this moment, right now, with whatever is taking place. Yes, part-time Buddha, part-time Christ, part-time is often the best way to be. You don't always have to be on, brothers and sisters. In fact, you're not meant, you're not designed or created to always be on, just like the sun 
and the moon. They have to move in motion. And they have to, they have to darken and lighten the different parts of the, of, of the earth. And the suns and the moons uh, that also rest in other parts of the galaxy and the universe, all of this runs in perfect motion. And the seasons and the ages They change and they evolve, and some season days are longer, and some seasons days are shorter, but regardless, they serve their purpose. One could say that in the winter, the sun is part-time in some parts of the world, and full-time in others, but regardless of whatever your idealism is, the sun is exactly where it is meant to be. So my brothers and my sisters, may you today accept where you are. May you accept and recognize where you have been and what you have done and the path you have walked. And may you learn that no matter what those actions were or those paths walked took you, that you can say, I'm here and I'm now and I'm okay with that. And I'm reconciling life and I'm redeeming moments. And today, Part-time is just enough because part-time will be the threshold to every day. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Media. Please go buy the new book, The Gathering Place. It is about unity and love and just allowing life to take place. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Lulu.com. Order it in your local bookstore. I'm sure they can get it. Or you can check us out online, MitchGrade.me, and order an autographed copy if you would like. Hey, friends, I hope you have a great day, and uh, thank you for listening. If you have not subscribed, please go subscribe. The Mitch Gray Show, Season 2, that was Episode 1.